Hey folks, it's us, podcasting wonderkins John Bishop and Lucas Southworth. Although this is a podcast about cars, it is not age-appropriate for the target demographic of these films, as we usually end up talking about the reproductive organs of Lightning McQueen. Alright, now let's take a look under the hood. Folks, welcome to the Kachat, the spookiest, wizardingest uh, podcast around. That's right. I'm John Bishop. And I'm Lucas Southward. You started pretty good, but I think you lost a little confidence about halfway through. But and, sounded... then, and then uh, we are also the only podcast brave enough to ask the question, hey, what's up with cars? I got the That's whole true. thing. Yeah, you did it. You say you're, you're a very talented young man. Uh, cool. <laughs> As you maybe guessed by that thing, I'm definitely keeping that in. I know you know that, but just so yep. you, I've said it. We're talking about Harry Potter <laughs> this week. All right. This week, that's what we're doing. All right. Here's, here's what we have to decide first off. What are we calling mm-hmm. this episode? I know that we could wait until the very last second to name it, but let's name it right now. One suggestion was Harry Potter car. Are you just going to yes. get that out of the way? Now, I like your suggestion a lot more. <laughs> oh, well, if yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Go ahead and say it. I don't. I don't have anything to be ashamed of. All right. So uh, on our meeting, it's named more like Harry Pooper. Am I right? <laughs> Listen, am I right or am I right? Uh, <laughs> but you're right that we did have a suggestion for the name. Excellent lead-in, John. This whole episode was once again suggested by our good fan, Jack, who sent us an email entitled, How Does Harry Potter Car Work? Uh, It goes on to read, Hey, John and Lucas, I did a pun, as the email's title states. Uh, Which I really like that he points that out for us, just in case we missed it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then he goes on to just say, uh, How Does Harry Potter Car Work? Etc, etc. So, yeah, that's what what we're doing this week. (laughs) All right. So Harry Potter, that's a that's a kids book, right? Uh John, I'd say it's seven kids books. Not to mention, I don't know, all of the supplementary materials that one horrific transphobe JK Rowling just loves to keep pumping out, huh? Hmm. Okay, 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 okay. Uh so so if I read one book. Yes. Is that gonna be a like a a problem? Who cares, man? Okay. <laughs> So Harry Potter, from what I can tell, is about a kid who has a, a bum life, and then he becomes a wizard student, and then that's it, and he makes a few friends, and there's no further development beyond that point, because something about uh, the Sorcerer's Stone, and then his brother has his body vaporized, and then he loses his arm and his leg, and he learns alchemy. Okay, Full Metal Alchemist. Okay, it took me a second. <laughs> Okay. 
I've not seen Full Metal Alchemist. You just mentioned alchemy, and I was like, that's probably it. Yep, 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 yep. But, yeah, as, as the boy lived, uh, he goes on adventures with magic, etc. I mean, a lot of boys lived. That's kind of the <laughs> you point. You got that right, Johnny. You sure got that right. Starting off, I think before we just continue this whatever weird bit we're doing, I think we should establish what we're doing, and I can think of no better way than by my question from Liz, which we both, all of of our significant others are named Elizabeth. Even yours. I'm sorry. I don't know how I did that, but it is the magic Especially yours. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, oops. But they ask us questions, etc. This week, it from me is... (laughs) I'm sleepy. So is Harry Potter like a story in the Cars world? Are y'all doing an origin? Are you uh are you treating it as if it actually happened within the Cars verse? And to that I say, they're probably they're probably just gonna do all of those, yeah. Mm-hmm. Alright. I'm gonna guess that it's a story simply because they've got all the Pixar movies. But also yeah. they do have like actual monsters and UFOs and whatnot, so maybe some things are just real. Yeah, I think we can just sort of switch to whatever works best in the moment. Mm-hmm. I have a specific section I want to sort of orange in a bit, uh, and I think there are easier ways to do the other two as well. So we'll just play it fast and loose, folks. You're pretty used to that by now, I'm sure. Okay. But let's jump into it by starting the episode and our discussions about it all right let's do that <laughs> yeah, now it, <clears throat> harry potter yeah book series uh, very popular book series true how do you read a book if you're a car you know right off the bat bud you've done it again <laughs> he's done it again uh gosh you don't do you i mean <laughs> i mean like, i guess we can go with the terrible, terrible trend we've been going down and just point out that I guess you can turn the pages with your tongue. Yeah, but yeah. And like, even with the like ability they have with their wheels to move, that would ruin a book unless it's, I mean, it would have to be bigger, I guess. A much bigger book. And yeah. also, uh, the pages are made of just sheet metal. Yeah, or something, or I don't know, maybe they just got e-readers put in their brains. <laughs> they got like a Kindle in there. So this is a world that I can get real behind. It's a world in which everything is audiobooks? Not necessarily, but I think audiobooks are a big part of it. Audiobooks and like, you know, e-books as well, where you can just maybe almost like a heads-up display, like, put the words right there are you suggesting that there's a person who just has words floating in front of his pupil hopefully not while they're driving but i mean yeah oh boy i wonder how many people do that now i've i don't think i've seen it in person i've seen like a video of someone doing that and don't read while you drive as that seems pretty obvious yep just don't do it because that's terrible including things on your phone Oh, Mm -hmm. turned it around on you. Including, and especially. But there are also movies. There are also (laughs) movies. All right. So movies, those exist. We know that they exist. Uh, 
everyone goes watch the movie, except it's Harry Potter. Except yeah. there's oh. famously uh, vehicles in Harry Potter. That's true. That's How's true, a car going to ride a broom? How's a car going to ride inside of a double-decker bus or a triple-decker bus or a self-driving flying car? Yeah, we are defo coming back to the flying car a bit later. But I am very interested in, like, Quidditch and broomstick stuff. Okay. Because, like, they couldn't. They couldn't. But couldn't they? I mean, again, like the book, they can make it bigger and sturdier, I guess. Okay, so they have a bigger, sturdier broom. Have we seen a broom in cars? I'm going to say yes. I don't know when. So I I can, like, sort of picture Guido sweeping out in front of... uh, the tire shop you know yeah it kind of reminds me of like lego in a weird sense just the cars movies in general because you think about it and in that world everything's just like it's that car world and in lego everything is the lego world and everything's made of lego and then there are just things that don't belong and it's really really weird yeah yeah that's almost i would say what our podcast is about (laughs) Mm mm-hmm Oh boy. Okay, so <clears throat> Harry Potter. What yeah. happens? There's an owl. That's something. The owl drops off a letter, and he's he, he's a hairy wizard. What's going on, bud? You see, you've got a weird energy about you. Yep. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, yeah, owls aren't a thing. So, like drones, drones, right? Okay, so a a drone strike happens at no, his house. No, not not that drone. Like the the consumer-friendly kind of drone. Okay, so uh, a consumer-friendly drone drops off, I, if I'm recalling correctly, 100,000 envelopes. Pretty much. Inviting him to be a wizard. Yes. And then there's a very large man-bearded vehicle uh, who comes up and is like, hey, you're a, you're a wizard, let's go. We're taking you to school. And he's like, but I ain't got no money. And then he's like, uh, Harry, you're the wealthiest boy alive. And then he gives him 100 million envelopes filled with one gold coin each. Okay, I was just going to see how long you would continue reenacting Harry Potter. Uh, That's sort just of... the first 30 seconds. No, yeah, that's close enough, short. <laughs> All right, uh... so the wealthiest boy car, car boy, wizard is alive. And oh, he sure he lived. And now he's wealthy and going to school. True, where he makes two friends. One of them's a red-headed boy and one of them's a smart girl. That's fine. Uh, I love that that's their characterizations, is uh, smart girl and boy with red hair. I mean, am I wrong, though? Especially in the movies. They took a lot of out of what made Ron good in the movies. Anyway, uh... But then, John, they put a fancy hat on him, and it says, you're one of four types of people. Like the four humors. Very, I would argue very similar to the four humors. Okay, so the the four humors. And uh, I'm guessing that we have something on that. I would argue that you have something on that, John. Oh, wait, I do. It's time for second question from Liz of the day. Two of them. That is... uh, we both have significant. Well, no, everyone now has a significant other named Liz, Oops. and uh, sometimes they ask questions. This is one yeah. of them. Yeah. 
Um, what house? What houses are they in? You guys should sort them into houses. But then she said top five because that was too many characters. Yeah, then uh, she couldn't hear me protesting because John had headphones in. But I protested because that would just be the entire episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So who are our top five characters? Let's begin. Lightning McQueen. At the beginning of Cars, he's a Slytherin baby. You know, he don't care for nobody. I'm going to say something. I'm going to say something crazy. Yeah. He doesn't stop being a Slytherin. Yeah, Slytherins do have a fierce loyalty about them. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, he, he remains ambitious. He just gets to the point where ambition isn't his main thing. I would say his loyalty mm-hmm. to his friends is his main thing. He, even in the third movie, he wants to be the best. Yeah. And it bothers him that he's not anymore. And he has to struggle to overcome it. But... Like ambition, that's a major part of who he is. The desire yeah. for more, for power. And it's and not necessarily a bad thing. And no, don't let really. his uh, entire color scheme for like most of the movies uh, fool you. Yeah, I'll agree with that. I was going to mention that. But he may be red and gold and the protagonist, but he ain't no Gryffindor, folks. Right off the yeah, bat, he ain't no Gryffindor. Let's talk about that. Uh, Gryffindor does not mean protagonist. No, it does not. It means All right. brave. It means brave. It means a good leader, I think. That's it. They're boring. You yeah. heard me? Boring. Got him. I'm a 50% Gryffindor. <laughs> Got him. Next, I mean, Tomato, right? Mm-hmm. He is a headmaster. Voldemort. <laughs> oh. <laughs> headmaster Voldemort Mater. <laughs> Oops, someone mixed Dumbledore and Voldemort. You got my your Voldemort and my Dumbledore. <laughs> Oops, you all major. <laughs> yep. Yeah, uh. that that about sums it up. He doesn't he transcends the need to be sorted. <laughs> all right. Uh I guess if I had to he's Hufflepuff. Yeah, he's all about his friends. He's all about his friends. Uh if you need something, he'll find it, but only if it's funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. Sally Carrera? Sally Carrera. She used to be a lawyer. She's all about the rules. She's a stickler, but not in a bad way. She's uh, the friend you need to have around. She's definitely a Ravenclaw. Yeah, I was about to say textbook Ravenclaw right there. Uh, (laughs) You all get it. Uh, Cruz Ramirez. Now, she's interesting to Mm -hmm. me because she also has some of the ambition that Lightning has. But what... What is that Im- ambition? Is it a desire for power? Or is it a desire to prove yourself and to show yeah. the world that what you are doesn't define you? Yeah, that's exactly the direction I was going to go in. I think she is for sure a Gryffindor. I think she mm-hmm. would be one of those, like like in the books, it's like Harry was going to be a Slytherin, but he chose to be a Gryffindor. Mm-hmm. Uh and I think Cruz would, in a heartbeat, choose to be a Gryffindor. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and say that I don't even think that she's that close to a Slytherin. I think that no, no, she, she wouldn't have I... even. I don't even think she would have been given the choice per se. Like mm. if you are given the choice, if you're able to be, then maybe. But I think that if it's you have to be fifty fifty to get the choice, then I think she's definitely for sure 
a Gryffindor. What did she do when she couldn't race? She was a leader. She was a coach. She taught people how to race because that's just who she is. It's she found something important to her and she wasn't going to give up on it just because she wasn't allowed to do it. And she was yeah. a leader of men. Well, we've got one of each, huh? So mm-hmm. who would, I mean, Doc, would you say he's like our fifth most important character? Well, we can say that. Yeah. But at the same time, he's only really in one movie that we get to experience his personality. Yeah. So three characters who are fairly pervasive. And then we've got one character who's only in one movie. So let's go for a character in Cars 2. Okay. Talking Finn McMissile, Holly Shiftwell? I feel like those two are protagonists, certainly, but like, I feel like they're too equal for us to choose one of the two of them. Sure. Just say so who thinking, you want. Let's go for the big bad guy, Monsoir Lemon himself. Oh, name who I've forgotten? <laughs> That's right. Name who we've both forgotten. Ah, gosh, he's the Miles Axelrod. Sir Miles Axelrod is the villain of Cars 2. The secondary villain is Professor, like, Zan Dop. That was pronounced wrong, but just to prove I can do it. Okay. Uh, So, yeah, Sir Miles Axelrod, what's he? I mean, I'm resisting the urge to say Slytherin because it's obvious, but I don't know, man. Sometimes when things are obvious, it's because they're right. Let's think about it this way, though. Was he power hungry? Yes. Or was his power for a purpose? Both. I don't think that it is the same. I think the difference is that it wasn't necessarily because he wanted to be powerful. I think he only wanted to be powerful because he wanted to change the world because it needed to be changed in his mind. I don't think it was any sort of self-interest in that sense because he was afraid that people would find out who he was. So he devised this brilliant scheme using all his resources, all his power, all his ability ability to deceive. This man helped develop technology that could revolutionize the world. This man's clearly absolutely brilliant. I think he might be a Ravenclaw. Okay, I could see that. I will say, in the just straight canon version of Cars 2, I think he's probably a Slytherin still. But in our, like, sort of head canon version of Cars 2, where the lemons are actually treated as sympathetic like they should have been, I'll agree with you. I mean, if he's a smart enough character, maybe he realizes that they should have been treated sympathetically. Yeah, but we don't see any of that. Yeah. All right, but yeah, I think that it could be said that he's more of a Ravenclaw than a Slytherin. I'm fine with that. However, this whole whole thing hinges on the fact that you'll notice the first four were super easy because if there's one thing that kids' movies like to do, it's uh, archetypes and stereotypes. That's right, baby. It makes them easy to identify with, I guess. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Okay, so... We got that. Now, yeah, that was fun. You want to talk about the four humors and the Ninja Turtles? I and mean, how Ninja I, Turtles could easily tie into cars? I mean, I do, but maybe not this episode, you know? Lucas, what if the shell becomes the outside of the car? I, I mean, yeah, that could work. They just get more mutagen. 
Yeah, uh, you're absolutely right, bud. Okay. So, uh, Harry Potter. Yes. We got them and- sorted into their houses. What now? I think we've talked, and we'll come back to it as a story, but I want to get into a little bit, what if this is actually happening? Uh, what if there is a secret world of witches and wizards within cars? And, John, I'll ask you a question. Uh, are there any, like, straight-up named witches or wizards in cars? And I know you want to say Mater or one of the spy cars, but, like, they don't, they're not characterized as such, you know? Mm-hmm. And you're asking me if there are just any named witches and wizards in cars. Yes, because I'm setting up my segment, uh, which is the, per Jack's request, uh, the, you're a wizard, Harry, uh, of the day. <laughs> and I, I want to preface this by saying I had a whole thing planned where I was, I, I like for these episodes where we explore other media to go to their wikis. So I was going to do a whole thing about the flying car from the Harry Potter wiki. But then I found the page, which is called worldofcarsdriving.fandom.com slash wiki slash witchy miss Lizzie rock. Oh, and I'm going to go ahead and send you a YouTube link, John, while I talk about this. All right. Uh, also, uh, give me give me that uh, Harry Wizard of the Day. You got it, bud. But this is uh, Witchy Miss Lizzie Rock is a song featured on the album Happy Hall Oween, Hall spelled H-A-U-L, from Cars Land. And it's, it's kind of just made her singing about how Lizzie is a witch. <laughs> and I can't in good conscience you all know how much I hate giving future Lucas extra work to do, but I can't in good conscience not play a couple of clips from this. So here's one just to sort of establish the tone of it. Uh, I think this one would be a good one for that. Which I think I'll probably use just the first little bit. Well, Lizzie's gone a witchin' now that it's Halloween. And it's so very so she's riding a broom. She is riding a broom in the in the album artwork, yes. And in the song he says she grabs a broom, so that's um Yeah. That was saving a whole it. lot. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, do you wanna mention the other people on this song? I mean Mater's singing it. Who else I only see one about? other name on there, but it is, in fact, Luigi. He sings some other songs. They did, in fact, it is Larry the Cable Guy, if you couldn't tell, in this so- song. And in some of the other songs on the album, they got Tony Shalhoub to come sing some songs as Luigi, <laughs> which is pretty good. But there are two lines that I want to get into. The first that I just think is a very funny line knowing that this was played over the speakers in Cars Land in uh, Disneyland, which is, I'll play it right here. And so John knows what I'm talking about. Uh, the lyrics are, So shop for something spooky. Pick up a witchy bouvenir. A witchy bouvenir. Yeah. Which... All right. What a sellout little moment in your song, guys. Now, Lucas. Yeah. Let's talk about the stats on this song. 
Oh, the stats. Okay. All right. So, uh, 6,251 views. Uh huh. Since October 11th, 2018. Mm hmm. 29 likes, one dislike. Uh, make that 30 likes. <laughs> and, uh, comments are disabled. Yeah, yeah, they, they are. I wonder if it's because it's like a kid's thing. YouTube's been doing more and more of that. But who oh knows? Boy. But the one line that, like, I think warrants real discussion from this is there's a line, and I'll play it right now. That goes, she can make a car a zombie with an undead battery charge. She can make an undead zombie? She can make a car a zombie with an undead battery charge, John. Wouldn't that just... Wouldn't that just make it alive? You know, you th that's sort of what I was thinking. I don't know how you differentiate... Diffy you know what I was trying to say. Uh, a battery charge from an undead battery charge i don't think they got special dead electricity maybe they do well instead of getting an electric spark you get an electric spook honestly john i'm pretty impressed with that one not for for its quality but from the speed of which you got to it nice nice yeah nice. all right so lizzie's a witch what okay well two possibilities here one lizzie's a witch oh no Mm -hmm. Two, Lizzie isn't a witch, and this is just some hurtful things Mater is saying about an old woman. <laughs> so either this is just a true a true song, or some ignorant nonsense. Yeah, it's like last week when they made Lizzie go first on the parallel parking challenge. <laughs> Maybe they're just mean to Lizzie. <laughs> they're just mean to their founder's uh, beloved. Yeah. <laughs> That's sad. It is. Okay. So I'm going to choose to believe that Liz is a witch because that makes it much nicer. Yeah, it's more fun at the very least. Mm -hmm. Okay. What can a witch do? What? What can a witch do? Glad you said it the same way. Uh, well, in Harry Potter, they can cast spells and brew potions and enchant stuff. All right, let's uh, talk about how I don't know how they do any of that. Yeah. All right, yeah. cast spells. You need the words. They can speak. You also need a wand. Antenna. You can have a wand, I guess, but uh, you also need to be able to articulate the wand very precisely. Antenna. Okay, so wizards just have their wand as a part of them? I mean, that'd be more efficient than the way they do it in Harry Potter. They're always dropping their wand or having it break or getting it Expelliarmus out of their... Well, Expelliarmus would have to exist. Ooh, that's a violent spell now. Instead of getting it out of your hand, it just rips it off of your body. Yeah. Nice. Oops. So, um... And famously... It becomes a little bit more Star Wars. Yeah, famously, that is Harry Potter's favorite spell. It's his go-to spell. So Why? Why is it his favorite spell? Yeah. Uh, I think he just... I think it's, like, non-violent, I guess. It disarms them, which is also very good, because, like, two or three wizards that have been shown can do non-wand magic uh, okay but so like it's... what if there was like a sleep or silence spell both of those exist uh he just likes the one that makes their wand go into the stratosphere instead of putting his enemies to sleep or making them incapable of uttering spells he just gets rid of their wand yeah what if they had a gun now that's interesting 
I like to think, because when you look at the, the name, it's expel, so get rid of, arm, so like mm-hmm. a weapon. So I'm wondering if it would just work on a gun. I mean, sure, but you'd have to, like, what if they had another wand? You lose one wand, you just pull out the other wand. Well, now, John, wizards factually are pretty dumb in this universe. There are lots of good solutions they could have had to a lot of easy problems that they just don't do. I mean... Like, instead of casting an evil death curse, they could shoot people. Yeah, or... I mean, I know this one's been done to death. Everyone talks about it on the internet. But there is the thing the terrible author put on the website... Uh, about how they used to just poop their pants before toilets and use a spell to get rid of it. <laughs> Have you heard that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Vanish me poopum. Vanish me poopums. That's probably um, not what it's called, but I saw someone call it, call it that once, and I've never been able to erase that phrase from my brain. That is what it's called. Not because uh, that's what uh, Just Kidding said. It's because that's what the fan said, and the fan's better. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, they just poop their pants. I'm sorry. We can't, I can't get into that. Now, why not just like have a spell that makes you not have to poop? Or just like, I don't know. If you can vanish it, vanish it when it's inside your body. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, you don't have to you squeeze it out. You don't have to ruin your robes. I'd like to think that Vanish Me Poopums gets rid of any of the residual left in your robes, but like... You don't have to scar everyone around you by knowing that you're pooping. Just in the middle of potions, class. Uh, All right, let's stop talking about poop for now. Yeah, sorry. We're going to talk about it more at some point, but not right right now. So one thing they do is potions. Yeah. How do you mix a potion? Antenna. How do you ingest said potion? Mm, Big mouth. No. Big Mouth uh, could drink, but also could also. oil, could gas, now, could okay. even uh, wind cleaning fluid, she- window, what's that called? Glass cleaning Wiper fluid? Wiper fluid? Wiper fluid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you ha- That actually is super interesting to me, is the idea of making like potions for your gas and oil and wiper fluid and like antifreeze and whatever's in your radiator. And transmission fluid. And it's like you have to put it in a different place for it to affect you differently. Yeah, like, I mean, that's sort of... Obviously, I don't know what nitrous is. I assume that's basically what nitrous is. Sure. Yeah, sure, why not? But, yeah, just giving yourself, like, a buff like that, if you will, of just like, I don't know, I got super speed gas and invisibility oil and (laughs) really good at cleaning my windshield potion. Okay. So I, that's that's interesting to me. You went for invisibility and then cleaning your windshields better. Yeah, it's like the, the third one was a joke. It's how there's a comedic structure in threes and you do one that maybe they didn't expect. But now, Whatever. Lucas, you've raised a valid point, though. Yeah. What if, like, what you're trying to do and this the things you use affect how long it works? Okay, that could be incredibly useful. You get one potion that makes your windshield uh, fluid better. Your wiper fluid, it's much better. And that's basically going to last you three, four years. Because it's such a mundane effect. Mm -hmm. But then you also use 
like nitrous, the potion, and it makes you really fast for a few minutes. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm really intrigued by the idea of these fluids being potions. Potions is just drugs. Yeah, potions is just drugs. Because if you right. like if you inhale a drug, it can hit you faster but not as strong. But if you just put that right in your fuel tank, boy howdy, that's gonna be hitting you strong. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right about that. Uh <laughs> All right. Yeah. So that's you heard it here first, folks. If cars were wizards, then potions is drugs. Oops. What <laughs> potions do you might do? just already be drugs. Yeah, there's a good chance, I'd say. <laughs> All right. So um, how do you... Okay, this is something that popped into my head as soon as we were like talking about actually being able to do this episode today. What on earth does a mandrake root look like? Okay, because in the in the movies and books, they look like a terrible little man. A terrible little man baby thing. And yeah. it screams and cries. And if you hear it scream, it like that makes you pass out with if you don't have special earmuffs on. Okay. So is it a little baby car, man? I mean, I guess it have to be, right? Okay. Like, and it's just like honking and that knocks you out? I mean, it could still scream, but I would prefer it if it honked just for, I don't know, thematic reasons. Okay. And I don't know if I've talked about this with anyone before, but like, what do they do with the mandrake root? Ugh. <laughs> okay. Because that's a root. Yeah, they, I mean, it was the cure, if I remember right, for them being petrified by the basilisk in the second one. Do they butcher that little man? I think they butcher the little man to make a potion to make people stop being petrified by a big, big snake. Okay, so... Feel free to not correct us if that's wrong. In cars, it's probably the same. How do a car butcher a little tiny man car screaming at them? Tire. Tire? They don't even need I mean, mortar and pestle, bud. They got, they got all they need. Their wheels and the hot asphalt. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So, I mean, how do you get it into the like rest of the potion, though? Mm, spell. <laughs> Chew it up, spit it out. Wingardium Leviosa, baby. <laughs> okay, so they got... Wingardium Leviosa actually helps a lot of our issues, huh? Mm-hmm. Which brings me back to my main point from so many episodes ago. They're just all wizards. Yeah. Cars if is they, magic. If they were all psychic, that would help a lot, huh? All right. So... <laughs> When Guardian Leviosa is how they do anything and everything in their daily lives. Yeah. And every single car is a little bit of a witch or wizard. So calling Lizzie a witch isn't a terrible, terrible thing. Yeah, isn't it? We solved all, all of our problems. You know what? Isn't that great? I'd like to buy the world a Coke, you know? Uh... <laughs> okay, now let's move on to our bigger problem. Werewolves. Yeah. yeah, there are. Yeah, werewolves do exist. Have we talked about werewolves before? We I have like it, okay convertibles, mm. convertibles, and also God. what a stupid thing we said. What did you say for the second one? Franz. Franz. Oh yeah, Franz. Well, Franz is Jekyll and Hyde, probably. He's Jekyll and Hyde, and also instead of becoming a faster, more dangerous thing, he becomes a much more uh, delicate, able to fly thing. Yeah. 
Sounds about right. So okay, we said so... they were convertibles, which is very dumb, which is why I like it. <laughs> we also had a thing where we were talking about what dogs were, and like it's just the bigger version of that. But And what did we say dogs were? We can never remember. I'm having trouble uh, right now. RC cars? Uh, maybe, probably. Yeah, we'll go with probably. That okay. We need but some like... sort of master document of just this is stuff we've said. We need our own wiki. <laughs> we really do. Someone get on that, please. Don't actually. I would feel guilty if you did that after I asked. <laughs> All right. So we've got Lucas. There's just so much here. All right. So they be... there's two different types of animal transformation in Harry Potter. Yes. Get into that. Okay. There's. The sort of involuntary kind, like lycanthropy, werewolf. There are probably other kinds like that. I think Nagini the snake was actually revealed to be like a woman, which is wild. Why would you do that, terrible author? Um, (laughs) I think it was like a disease that she had. Yeah, that made her into a snake. Cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then there are like magic ways to become an animal. Which I believe is called being an animagi or something. Yes. Like an uh, animagus. Yeah. Which is just like, eh, I, I cast spell of become dog. And then Sirius Black's a dog. Uh, or if you're really good at it, you can become a cat and just not even cast a spell. Yeah, they don't actually have to cast a spell. I was just, it'd be fun if he said that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there are a few examples of it. And the terrible man becomes a rat harry's dad's a deer professor is a cat etc okay now why did he become a stag I, and it lucas was, yeah what's a stag stag's like a boy deer to my no, like, understanding what's a car stag oh okay well that that's much harder to answer why did he become a stag just because i don't know jk you rowling yeah, they just have sort of animals that represent their being, it seems like, because that's also his Patronus, whatever. And why, what is a stag? All right, so reindeer are like sleds? They're snowmobiles. Snowmobiles. All right, yeah. so they're snowmobiles. So I'm guessing it's just like a a snowmobile type thing, something like that. Well, A in, different brand. In Plains Fire and Rescue, we saw those two deer... That were that literally were John, Deere. John Deere tractors with like some weird attachments to their heads. So it could no. also go that direction. That's beautiful because John Deere is a very like American thing. And just imagining this very, very uh, England centric thing with just a John Deere there. Yeah, it would feel pretty out of place and I would like that. So we're, I'm going to say that. <laughs> All right. So his dad was a John Deere. Man, that would be a much different scene. It wouldn't feel nearly as majestic and regal when you saw like the big stag Patronus appear in the third movie. Mm-hmm. Oops. Oops. All John Deere. What are you going to do? So uh, yeah. there's another type of creature we should talk about. I don't know I'd if we've to. explored much about the werewolves and lycanthropes and all that but I do want to also bring up another animal that I do need to talk about, and that is, of course, 
the one that I can't remember the name of, but it is the the dead horses that only people uh, who have watched Death can see. Thestrals. Thestrals? I think. Okay. Is that just like a John Deere, but without any of the like, the without the motor or the paint or maybe even the plating on the outside? It's just like the, the chassis of a John Deere with some decrepit uh, rims instead of tires. Well, it's a horse, which we have said are trailers. Okay, so it's a trailer. With all that it's stuff. A really old, like, rotting trailer. Seems that That's way. somehow still majestic and beautiful. In, in, the, in the books and movies, the Thestrals, they pull the carriages and whatnot. But what if in this one, since they're trailers, they just are the carriages and you know are invisible and they're like what's happening why are we flying what am i on uh that does bring us to another thing that we've probably mentioned and not talked about what did they write in because there's like a big old train and then there's the carts and then hogwarts express is interesting huh thestrals also have beaks So what are these things? And Lucas, this is completely aside from all of that, but I'm looking at a picture right now, and it's Uh a picture of World of Warcraft, and it's a Thestral, and it's named Skelly Clarkson. And that's That's beautiful. That's kind of fun. I like that. Uh, (laughs) To answer your other things, I'm going to, to finish up Thestrals, I'm going to stick by that they're just invisible carts that are big enough for cars to be on. And they get very confused when they are placed upon them and sent off to Hogwarts. Uh, Now, hear me out. Okay. Invisible tires. Just the tires are invisible? Because when they were riding in it in the movies, Mm -hmm. these kids, they saw the cart. They just didn't see the thing that was making it go. Sure. So, like, only part of it would be invisible. Yeah, okay. Why not? Now, the Hogwarts Express, I think, could actually just be the Hogwarts Express, just modified to be big enough to have cars in it, because we got trains with cars in it before. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you got cars inside of carts inside of a person, and okay, so you got maybe the nice little person uh, driving with a little cart that's like, you want some chocolate? Is that's That's a forklift for sure. For sure. What is that cart just a cart? Or is that cart sentient? And does it give them chocolate frogs? Or does it give them something else? Okay. I'm going to say cart isn't sentient. Uh, I don't know why, but I don't think it is. Chocolate frogs, though. Okay. Tiny, semi-aquatic vehicle. (laughs) You know, there are lots of those. Um... Semi-aquatic, so it can't be completely aquatic. So maybe something like a, I don't know, it has to be also able to, so it can't just be like a toy boat, because it has to have tires. Toy boat with some wheels on it. It needs to be able to hop, though. Ah, shoot, yeah. Toy boat with some tires and a spring on the bottom, like Tigger. Are there vehicle, like toys, that are like cars that you press down and then they jump up? Sure. I'm going to say for our purposes to decide what a frog is, yes. Okay. So yeah, this this works. We can just have like pop-up toys. I'm willing to do that. 
and it so, can yeah. go in the water. It's waterproof. If it's not waterproof, it's at least water resistant. Oh, nice. Okay, so I'm th- seeing like these things where it's just like those old rubber head toys with a spring and a plunger on the bottom. Mm-hmm. So it could easily be those. Yeah, it works for me. All right. So that's what a chocolate frog is, if you were wondering. Now, okay. Hopefully, I can imagine this taking up the rest of our time. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't, sorry, we'll come up with something else. But there is one very notable car in this series that you mentioned earlier, and I was like, ah, I want to talk about that later. And it is, of course, the Weasleys flying Ford Anglia. Okay. And Now, uh... Now for for you uh for you Europeans out there it's the flying ford uh, what's it what'd you say I said Anglia All right it's the flying ford Anglia but backwards What cuz he's driving the other side of the road Oh Yeah okay why not Uh <laughs> but there are I think we could go a couple different different angles with this first in in the story within cars how does that work it's a car that they're in that can fly it's very plot important do they okay so just fly or are they in a bigger car it's probably something that is used for transport that we know exists in the cars universe uh the thing is it flies but it's it's not not supposed to. to fly yeah and there's a weird thing where you can treat Something like it is an animal and like it's not an animal at the same time. So I'm thinking it's a semi-truck trailer. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I dig that a lot, actually. They get into a semi-truck trailer and then go on their magical flying adventure and, I guess, get nearly killed by a tree? Big tree. Tree takes a bit more damage uh, this time, (laughs) but it still beats up the car. The trailer, right. I apologize. I almost said something that I didn't need to say at all. The tree is just still a tree. Yeah, the tr- listen, the tree's still a tree, everybody. You don't have just to give us extra sentient, work. Doesn't mean it has to not be a tree. We know that trees exist in this universe. Yeah, trees are not sentient in our universe or theirs, so a sentient tree works in both of these stories. Absolutely. Okay, that's good. Yeah. And uh I'm going to go ahead and guess that your proposal is that this car is mm-hmm. possibly a progenitor of the car's cars. Oh, John, you've come to know me so well over these 83 episodes. Yes, that's that's pretty much the angle I was going, especially since in in the second Harry Potter movies, it just sort of runs off wild into the forest. And it's seen again at like the end of the second movie. But it's doing fine and has gone completely like feral uh, and then is never seen again, to my knowledge. Okay, so, I mean, a wild and escaped feral horse makes a lot more sense. So I guess that's, it just makes more sense in the car's world. Yeah, it just like goes off and they're like, well, that's fine. But clearly this thing in the like Harry Potter universe is a little sentient, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, it gets beat up by the tree, and it gets, like, mad, and goes as, like, I'm not dealing with you two idiots ever again. I'm gonna go live in the forest. Yep. And it can't talk yet. (laughs) It can't talk yet, 
But here's the thing. Yeah. That forest, very magic forest. It sure is, bud. So big spiders oh, and unicorns Lucas. and centaurs. Go ahead, bud. Oh, you got you got me on a dangerous path. Uh car. It gets beat up by magic tree. Goes into magic forest. It's somewhat sentient. Maybe it meets up with more magic trees. Maybe it dies, and then a magic tree grows through it. But wait, magic tree somehow invibes the magic of the car, and it produces fruit. What's that fruit? Little more magic car babies. (laughs) Why does this work? Because what do we see happens when cars die? They become trees. Yeah, that's uh, honestly, yeah. The the graveyard scene in Radiator Springs 500 and a half and that deleted scene in which we see a bunch of cars just with trees growing through them that are dead. Meaning yeah. that cars and trees in the Cars world are this weird symbiotic uh, relationship where the cars are just like the fruit of the tree. Yeah, I think I think super early in the podcast we had this theory. I I remember it vaguely like they are they have the seed inside them and they are the rough outer shell of the seed, which makes sense because one of the things that trees like to do is they like to come up with fruit or other dispersion techniques to get their seeds to spread and having a seed that can drive away and go anywhere that's a great method. Yeah, it sure ain't bad. And I mean, I think that especially works because I think the big issue of doing it any other way is that the Anglia is just one car, you know? Mm-hmm. If, even if it could somehow sexually reproduce, I don't, I think it would need at least another sentient car to do that with. Mm-hmm. And maybe it could like spread its enchantment onto other cars. Like maybe, maybe just be, like the the Ford Anglia dies, becomes a tree. That tree gets a hold of other cars. Yeah, we've already seen one tree that likes to grab and attack cars. It could uh, even be something more like subtle. Like, what do cars do when they're dying? They go to the car elephant graveyard. And then the cars go there. And then there's a tree that just turns them into fruit. Yeah. Or I am almost certain I'm going to come back to the tree theory because I like it a lot. But just to explore something else real quick, if I were a a magic car who wanted to learn to spread my magic enchantment onto other cars, I would maybe want to be set set up shop right next to a magic school. Like, I don't, maybe there's a, no, it can turn invisible. It's got an invisibility button. I forgot. It's got invisibility. It's even we know it can go to the magic school, but also it's a great place to start just because they've got the defending tree. Yeah. And like maybe there are just in some scenes we don't see it, but the car is hovering invisibly outside the window and is like, hmm, this is how I could spread this enchantment to my brethren. That's how they learn (laughs) Wingardium Leviosa. There we go. It's. Well, that happens in the first movie. Darn it. But maybe the car has been enchanted by then and has been openly rebelling. I mean, hey, is Hogwarts not open for many years after that? 
you know, yeah, there are first years every year, so yep. you know that's easy enough. It can just spend like a few dozen years learning every spell. And listen, I'm not gonna outright say that this card becomes Mater because <laughs> it doesn't make full sense, but it is the right color of blue, ain't it? <laughs> well, if you look at the the book art, I believe it's red. John, who cares about books? I'm talking movies. <laughs> Good point. In which case, maybe. Yeah, and I don't know, man. Mater can fly sometimes. <laughs> he can fly sometimes, but can he fly all the times? I'm going to say yes. He just chooses not to. But even if it's not Mater, this car has some relationship to Mater. And I know we come back to this every single episode, like, Mater was Cass and Dean's baby, like, however many episodes we did Supernatural. Mm-hmm. Uh, but No, I think the car is, in fact, blue even on the cover. Okay, yeah, that's the right blue. <laughs> Sucker. So, yeah, it's the first one. If it's not, if the Anglia doesn't somehow become Mater, then, I don't know, it's the first one it shares the enchantment with. How about that? Mm-hmm. And if you look at this Anglia, it looks like it's halfway to being a truck. Yeah, like it's not a pretty, it's 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 not like a sleek car. It's already pretty boxy, you know? Mm-hmm. This could easily be Mater or be Mater's like dad. Yeah, or Mater's like the first fruit seed car, if we want to go back to the tree one, which again, I mm-hmm. really like them being seeds. Yep. Oh, and it works even more because uh, <laughs> when, when the final book slash movie happens, what happens? Uh, people go ahead and meet death, and that's several years for this car to have like gained enough sentience to like talk to death and make a deal with death. Like, hey, could I just not die so I can start my species? Yeah, and you know where Harry went to be killed? That's why it's the Forbidden Forest, baby. Spoilers for the seventh Harry Potter book, I guess. Oh boy, and so... all of them, for that matter. It's all real spooky. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Mater made a deal with death right after being fruitborn. And where the humans? Wouldn't you hate humans if you were stolen by two children and almost hit by a train and then flown into a tree that beat you up, and then you have to help them escape from some giant spiders, and they're like. Yeah, thanks, I guess. And then you're like, oh, man, I hate these guys. I'm going back to the forest to make some fruit babies to kill all of them and take over the world. And imagine you're one of those first few fruit babies. You're born, and what's happening? You're in the middle of a war, a human yeah. war. You don't want anything to deal with this human war. And then you meet death, and you're like, oh, I understand the concept of death. What if I were to death all these humans? I understand the concept of death. I don't want that. I do want it for them. Let's make this happen. I don't want death for me, but I do want some death. Yeah, I dig this a lot as an origin, actually. It's simple. I'm glad we didn't do a full episode about it because we're already running out of steam a little bit on it. But yeah, I like this one. Because, I mean, it's Harry Potter. It's magic. Anything can happen. There's a magic car that's sentient. All right. It's easy. Now, Lucas. Yeah. It's time to talk about the, the one big true issue. How do, you, okay. how, do you play, how do you play Quidditch? Yeah, we started this, and then we got right back off it. Okay, so you get a big old broom. Sure, you get a big broom. Huge broom. Cars are riding on giant brooms. 
biggest they're basically just like telephone poles yeah okay sure that's a broom it's not but maybe it is but the rules of quidditch don't make any sense yeah and it's a bad bad sport it's a terrible sport all right so you you play in this bad bad sport what's one of the weird things about this sport that you're supposed to do you supposed each other to, up. like you're supposed to beat each other up now you're a car balancing on a telephone pole yeah and you ram into another student there's no way you aren't both dead yeah and what I don't happens see to harry he breaks every bone in his body he breaks his arm oh uh, what happens what happens to a car a telephone pole is now through a car yeah and i gotta imagine because quidditch is seen as like this high speed really exciting sport but cars can already go really fast so i have to imagine they're going even faster mm-hmm. than like whatever you know they're going upwards 100 150 miles per hour up there yeah you see a person hit another <gasps> person two flashbacks hit each other going like 30 miles an hour it's gonna be bad you see two cars hit each other at 150 miles an hour each going opposite directions they're going to explode yeah and that's not even to mention the magical ball that's enchanted to beat to beat the children to hit them in the head as hard as it can okay so their main goal is to go ahead and beat each other up or to catch the little thing little yeah. tiny thing it's the it's the only thing that matters except in that one game that terrible author did just to be to respond to criticism that the snitch is the only thing that matters because let's face it the snitch is the only thing that matters yeah okay so like this is just a gladiatorial murder sport where you get on gigantic telephone poles and explode each other oops you you did a bad job everybody shouldn't have made this sport and you know who you're gonna have you know who you're gonna have play this sport Children. That's right, it's Lizzie. Oh, yeah, well, because they're bad people. You want to know why Lizzie shakes? It's not because of her age. It's because she played that sport once. And she's just got she's got the memories of watching her friends blow each other up by ramming into each other as fast as possible. <sighs> Poor Lizzie. She's lived a hard life. I got a, a tiny one. You remember how Harry catches the snitch in his first ever game? You, you telling me that the first time... This boy who is new to the idea of magic ever plays a game of this ridiculous convoluted sport where the only thing that matters is catching this incredibly difficult to catch thing. Yes. His first game, he catches it. Yeah. That's just bad writing. Yeah. But he catches it in his mouth is he like almost accidentally he falls off his broom, but like just opens Apparently, when Harry Potter falls off a broom, his first instinct is to just open his mouth up wide, which bad instinct, bud. Uh, but that's all to say, they probably catch the snitch in their mouth all the time for cars ones, because how else would they? they? They ain't got no hands. They ain't got no They, they can't win Guardian Leviosa that. They could all all be oops all mater, and they all just use their hook. Yeah. Which, again, you accidentally catch another student, you're going to tear them in half. Yeah, that's not great, bud. It's not uh, great. That's, this is the end of the episode. Thanks thanks so much for listening, everybody. Uh, special shout out again to Jack for suggesting this one. 
And another special shout out to my friend Adam, who listens, who after last week when I was like, oh yeah, they made a die cast of the plane with corn on her. I, I would like that one. Apparently just immediately went on Amazon or something and ordered it for me. So thanks, Adam. Don't keep doing that or I'll feel guilty about mentioning diecasts. <laughs> anyway, if you want to be like Jack and suggest things and then have us say your name at least three times in the episode and thank you right at the end, please go ahead and send us ideas of stuff to do at our email, which is thekachat at gmail.com or on Twitter, which is at thekachat. We're looking for stuff like suggestions for our themed episodes like origins or moments in history autobiographies other ones we do uh or if you just want to do a general one like jack did for this one send it our way we'd love it we'd love it john say something we'd love it thank you all right uh, thank you for listening remember to like comment subscribe tell anyone and everyone that you uh think that they should listen to this not that, not only people that would enjoy it. Anyone and everyone. Tell President Joseph Gordon Biden yes. that he should listen to the Kachat. Never mind. Wait until he retires because uh, that seems like a waste of his very uh, precious time at this point. Yeah. But still, if he's got some downtime, maybe he could listen to it. I've uh, got a challenge and, uh, for you. This week, that? find someone who you think will who won't like us. And tell them to listen to us. Even even better, if they refuse, just start playing it around them. Like, go on a car ride with them and have that be on the radio. Don't tell them. Just have it, and they'll be like, huh, what's this? And then uh, just kind of ignore them until they've heard the entire episode. Yeah, and I guarantee they might like it. Or they might not. Who knows? Anyway, as John was about to say, don't forget to float like a Cadillac and sting like a beamer. Time.